0: All right, everybody, we are back with episode two. <laughs> trying to amp up the excitement. I hope I yes. hope everybody feels it. Uh, We're all feeling it. Yeah. Um,
1: foundations of Health.
0: And I'm Troy.
1: And I'm Emily. I am yeah. a dietitian. Yes. Uh, yeah, I've been a dietitian for a little over six years now.
0: Yeah, yeah, with a lot and, and again... I pointed this out in episode one. Emily's not someone who just takes her education and and then rides on on that. This is a passion of hers. And that's for sure. Absolutely. Why? Well, yeah. You know what? Before I get into my introduction, (laughs) what you know, why I wanted to do this was um, I've got another podcast Mm -hmm. where it is just me and Angela and just 50 episodes of us being goofy. But a lot of the people were asking, you know, friends, especially, hey, Troy is into health and exercise. Can you do, you know, an exercise and a health episode? Which we did. Mm-hmm. And I realized, boy, in that, I don't know, it's about 40 minutes, 30, 40 minutes long. It tough. just scratched the surface. Yeah, tough so to get many many it all in. Things. It was very tough to get it all in. And uh, so I said, hey, let me take the, uh, somebody's really going to balance out what I know. And the best mm-hmm. person I know for nutrition information would be Emily.
1: Hmm. I'm flattered. <laughs> you
0: know. Well, it's true. I mean, this I, I, this this is this gym that we work at has a collection of this, this some of the best people in mm-hmm. there. Definitely. Sources, Yeah. I, and I really appreciate having you available to ask these questions to, which mm-hmm. I do regularly. And so we, we're putting this together. Um, Emily was, when I mentioned this, she was jump right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because, again, this is her passion. So she really yeah. wanted.
1: Yeah, she, I love talking about this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: it's great. Uh, and I am a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. I've been focused on... In this field, about 33 years, I started off, again, as I mentioned in episode one, with athletes that were, you know, combat athletes like martial artists and wrestlers and boxers and MMA, and I've worked my way through different sports, and I uh, really have a focus now more in the general population, and a lot of different things that, you know, we'll get into a, a lot in this episode, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. actually, and uh, oh, seeing how I mentioned that podcast oh, yes. back and forth. With TNA, mm-hmm. go ahead and listen to it. I love that. <laughs> we had so much fun making that.
1: You'll have fun listening to it too. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, we did have a lot of, a lot of fun. Uh, so I'll get right into it. Uh, fundamentals of exercise. Here I'll we'll start yeah. with with your movement patterns. The fundamental movement patterns you have. You know, whatever your goals are, whether it's strength, athletics, putting on size, or quote unquote toning, which I'll get into after. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we have some basic fundamental movements. You want to include a balance. Mm-hmm. Because if you focus too much on just your pushes and not the pulls, you're going to wind up with a, a imbalance in your body, which can lead to injuries. Mm-hmm. So you have push, which would be like uh, push up, mm-hmm. uh, but you also have so you've got that in one direction. But you also have uh, overhead push. Okay. Yep. Okay. So you know you've got the vertical and horizontal pull. Same thing. You have like a you, know, you can picture a seated row, right. or a pull up. Yeah. And pull up may not be somebody's. In, in somebody's ability. So then you would do, you know, like a lat pull down. You'd do something like that, a machine like that. Uh, then we have a squat pattern is a triple hinge. So ankles, knees, and hips are moving. A hip hinge, which is a hip hinge. <laughs> you're hinging at the hip. Right. And a carry. Mm-hmm. Those are your basic patterns. Push, pull, squat, hip hinge, and carry. Mm-hmm. And and when you're doing core work, you're basically just trying to strengthen that area that's connecting your upper body and lower body.
1: Yeah. And I think that something that uh, is important to mention too is that all of these movement patterns are things that we use every day, right? Like no matter if you exercise or not, like you push the door open, like you, you know, have to pick up your groceries and maybe walk upstairs. Like these are fundamental. Basic,
0: fundamental movement movements. Patterns.
1: So it's, it's important to be able to do them
0: properly. Yeah. And well, and also in, if you're practicing them in the gym and doing, practicing those movement patterns, you're less likely to get injured.
1: Yeah, doing the, these basic. Doing
0: those in your everyday life. Yeah. Uh, and something like, geez, like a squat. And I like to do you know, single leg patterns, it's mm-hmm. going to help you get off the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is a really big longevity indicator right there. How mm-hmm. well can you get off the floor? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm lying flat on your back.
1: And yeah, important. Let's, let's you know. work
0: on these basic <laughs> skills and improve your quality of life. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, you can be using these patterns to improve your athletic performance mm-hmm. or just the idea of I want to be able to get on the floor and play with my grandkids.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Or you just want to be overall living, you know, a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Feeling good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you have an injury that makes these difficult, what I always say is don't avoid Yeah, these patterns. Mm-hmm. You just need to find a way to do them. And that's at that point you, you do want to go to, well, I mean, if it's severe enough, you're going to go see a doctor. Right. Yeah. If you have a decent personal trainer, they're going to say, well, this is outside of my
1: Outside of my scope. <laughs> yeah, this
0: is outside of my scope. You need to see a doctor. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, I have a preference to a physical therapist because, you know, my daughter's going to be get yeah. her doctorate within the next year. Yeah. So we're all excited about that. Go, Samantha. <laughs> well, I'll get more into the basic patterns. So a push, I like to start people with a push-up because if you're doing right, if you're jumping right to a bench press, because a lot of people think, oh, bench press, push mm-hmm. pattern, bench press. If you're doing a bench, a bench press, that bench is your foundation and you're driving off of that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's not a terrible pattern. I like that. I mean, if you're looking to get the most strength out of a push pattern, bench press is going to be your number one. Mm -hmm. But there's so many steps to get there.
1: Right.
0: I love a push-up because now when you're doing a push-up, your own back, you have to stabilize. You have to use muscles that hold your joints in place. Mm -hmm. Because whenever you do an exercise, you've got your primary movers, and then you've got the ones that kind of assist with that movement. And then... You have other muscles that are holding the joints in place for those primary movers <laughs> mm-hmm. to, to function, mm-hmm. which is, again, why I much prefer free weights versus a machine, because mm-hmm. a machine is going to challenge... Just one. All, yeah, a machine's not going to challenge all three of them. Right. It's, it's going to really limit the the benefits you get out of training. Mm-hmm. It's just working on that muscle strength. You're isolating and you're not getting a functional... You're not going to be able to apply that to your daily life. Right.
2: Yeah. That's so I like a, push a good up. point. Yeah.
0: yeah. So you're working on stabilizing the joints. You're working on doing what I like to call plugging leaks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it sounds it sounds silly. No,
1: that's a good way to put it.
0: But it's a good. Yeah, it's a great way to uh, explain to people for different patterns, which I'll get into in all the different ones. So start off with a push up, and then I would uh, like if you're looking to progress from there. I mean, you can do just push ups as your pattern, mm-hmm. and you can progress to dumbbell presses mm-hmm. because we're not symmetrical in everyday life. You know, we sit leaning to one side, you know, you drive with one hand on the wheel, maybe you carry the groceries in one hand. Yeah. We are just not symmetrical. People all the time while we're working out will comment on, oh, well, boy, this arm is stronger than the other. That's weird. No, that's that's 100% normal. Yeah,
1: very normal. (laughs) Yeah, expect
0: that. (laughs) So from there, if you want to now go, okay, I really want to get strong and or, you know, put on weight, Mm -hmm. now you're talking bench press. Mm -hmm. And then for overhead patterns, we need to check your shoulder mobility first, because if you don't have the right thoracic mobility, which we checked before, even your shoulder mobility, you're not going to be able to do a proper overhead press. yeah so we need to fix that first. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that case, it might have you just doing a landmine press mm-hmm. and a landmine press involves if you ever see that device that looks like a home plate, and then you slide mm-hmm. a barbell into that and then you're pressing at an angle mm-hmm. And if you have n- if' you're, if I've lost you, <laughs> just look up Lee mine press. Yeah. It makes like sense when you see it. <laughs> yeah. It does make sense. Yeah. And then uh, from there, I like the Arnold press for just a regular overhead press. I like mm-hmm. doing it with the dumbbells because it gives your shoulder more of um, a natural movement, mm-hmm. which is another reason I don't like machines. They force your body into specific a specific path that may not be built for you.
1: Right. That's true.
0: Clearly, someone who is six foot three is not going to have the same movement pattern as someone who is five foot four.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's true, and these machines are,
1: I've never thought about that before.
0: Yeah. So in a pull, okay, if you can do a pull-up, great. If you can do one pull-up, I can get you doing 10 or 20. Mm -hmm. Uh, You just need to get that one. Uh, But I can get you doing a Mm -hmm. (laughs) pull-up. Most people will say, I'm never going to get a pull-up, or I've never done a pull-up. We we can get you there. And if (laughs) that's not in your goal, boy, that's the one exercise I say you really need, in order to work a good balance, Mm -hmm. you need a pulley machine, for like a seated row or for like a lat pull-down. Yeah. You can get uh, bands. Oh, you can I do love bands. With bands, I love bands. But bands are best for push exercises
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay. because they're going to be they're going to give you less resistance where you're weaker, and they're going to get harder where you're stronger. Think of I'm pressing a band, mm-hmm. and when you're when your hand isn't close to your body yeah. pressing, that's where you're at your weakest. Right. Okay. And you're going to get stronger as your arm straightens out as you're pressing, and mm-hmm. that's when the band's going to get harder. Yeah. So it matches that strength arc. Mm-hmm. It kind of works the opposite with pulls,
1: right? Okay.
0: Which is why I actually, I actually do not like band-assisted pull-ups for that.
1: reason. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Because
0: you're missing where you need it the most at the top. You're missing it, and that leads to people just doing that little chin flip oh, at the top yeah. of their pull-up. Yeah, don't, don't
1: do it. Yeah, it's easy to like fake a pull-up. <laughs> yeah, I hate that chin flip. Every right.
0: time I see them, like, oh, yeah. stop that, mm-hmm. stop that right now.
1: So is that the same for like the not the band-assisted, but like the like what's where it's like body weight-assisted? Well, see, that's different.
0: I like that because, uh, so uh, what Emily's referring to is you'll see on some machines where you're kneeling down Mm, on mm -hmm. a base and then you add, you move the pin to however much weight you want to take off of you. So by actually increasing the weight on that is how you make the exercise easier. Right, right. And uh, no, because that's more of a direct strength curve that will not improve your pull-ups. Okay. Because open chain versus closed chain. Okay, so let's give me the look, like, what, what does that <laughs> what mean? What are you talking what about? What is that talking about? <laughs> what is Trek talking about? Uh, open chain means one or both ends are open, like in a pull-up, my feet are hanging.
1: Right, okay. So I
0: have to do a lot to plug the energy leaks. Right. Whereas if you're on one of those assisted machines, you have both, you're attached oh, on both ends.
1: Oh, yeah, gotcha. So I don't need to unless plug in you're, leaks. like, progressively taking less and less weight off?
0: Even then you're still doing a closed chain exercise and you will find a big difference. Like uh, open chain, <laughs> believe it or not, like if I'm doing a regular chin up, mm-hmm. I need a very strong core. I yeah. need practice on my core. So you can, uh, one of, uh, an exercise, a hollow body rock. Mm-hmm. Look that one up on YouTube. A hollow body rock is an exercise I have people doing.
1: You like hanging?
0: No, no, that's when you're lying flat on the floor. <laughs>
1: I am fine. Yeah. No, no, go for it. No. I like it. I love it. I don't
0: know what I'm doing. You're talking. lying on your on your back on the floor, and your arms are extended okay. over gotcha. your head, legs are straight out, or or bent, depending on where you are, yeah. your own core strength, and you're just kind of rocking like a boat, hello a hollow gotcha, body rock, gotcha. and that will strengthen your core in a way that you, is essential for pull-ups.
1: Okay. Gotcha. Hmm. Very so, Yeah, interesting. yeah. Cool.
0: Close, close chain versus open chain. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Good to know.
0: It's something. If you're working with a personal trainer, hopefully they're aware of that and give you different rides of exercise. So so for pull, you again, you need like a row. And if you can't do a pull-up, you want to do you know, like a, a lat pull-down. And do not pull that behind your neck.
1: The lat pull-down. The lat yeah. pull-down.
0: Do not pull that bar behind your neck. That it's is something, when I was younger, this tells you how old I am, <laughs> working out in the 70s and 80s. <clears throat> that was one of the things. You see people pull the bar back to touch the back of their neck. And that is so bad for your dangerous it It's Dangerous. It's like. dangerous. I mean, can you execute it without injury? Okay, if you have zero shoulder issues, and your form is spot on, mm-hmm. and you don't have some other physical limitation that might cause you from doing that correctly. Maybe I'm still gonna <laughs> say just don't do it. Just because it's not going to give you a greater strength gain than if you're just doing it in front of you like mm-hmm. you should be doing. Right. So so don't bother you never see anybody doing a pull up where they're putting their head in front of the bar. Yeah, that's true. It's, there's zero functionality to that. So there's your push and your pull. That's your upper body. I'll go to the lower body. Now, sometimes people throw in squat, lunge, and hip hinge, which I'll, I'll do in a class. But basically, a lunge is a single leg squat, squat pattern. yeah. Is, is all that is, which will, which I'll include. So for squat patterns, I like to have people start with a goblet squat, mm-hmm. which is holding a dumbbell or a kettlebell, mm-hmm. and you have a target, and you sit down to that target, and you come back up. We work on making sure you can take your weight off while you're down below. Just don't rock your way back up. Mm-hmm. In other words, if I pull that bench out from under you while you're squatting to a bench, if you're strong enough, you should be able to hold that position. Yeah. But if I sit back while I'm doing this, and somebody pulls that bench out, I'm falling on my butt. Yeah. So that yeah. that's your goal right there. Make sure when you touch that bench, you don't lean back.
1: Right, and you're like, weight is shifted almost yeah. like to
0: your butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's, it's it's a triple hinge. Make sure your ankles, knees, and hips. And this is something you can work with a trainer on to make sure your form, your form is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for,
1: because when you're squatting, you don't want to be like on your tiptoes.
0: No. Oh, good point. So for any squat or hip hinge, mm-hmm. you want to think of your foot like a tripod, mm-hmm. so that um, yeah. the ball of your foot in and in outside, inside and outside, in mm-hmm. the heel. Yeah. So, All
1: making contact with the floor.
0: Yeah. I mean, and there are. I'm, I'll get into like an exception mm-hmm. to that. <laughs> But uh, you want to think of your foot as a tripod when you're mm-hmm. doing that in both feet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, You don't want to drive from your heels. Do- ignore, that. ignore that cue. It's mm-hmm. okay. not a good cue. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes people have to be told that because they keep coming up to the balls of their feet. Mm-hmm. They're leaning forward. Yeah. So sometimes we'll say that. But what we then really they'll... mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Think of it like a tripod. And uh, from after you're doing a, a goblet squat, I really love to see people work on single leg. Because mm-hmm. just like... I said before, the push, you can can become one sided.
1: Right. Yes.
0: So work on the single leg Mm -hmm. activities. And my favorite for that is a split squat. Mm -hmm. And where you're really driving your knee past your toe, Mm -hmm. which you're going to, some people go, no, I don't want to, my knees aren't supposed to go past the toes. And that comes back to, boy, a study from the late 70s where they found when you put your knee past your toe, you were causing a lot of stress to a lot of parts of your knee. Mm And the thing is, and they said, "Well, oh, that's dangerous. Don't don't do that." And the thing is, is you can't even go downstairs without putting your knees past your toe.
1: Right. So, like functional movement. It is
0: a functional movement. Uh, anything athletic, your knee is going past your toe. Mm-hmm. So instead of avoiding it, make that stronger and do it carefully. Do it. If I mean, don't do it where you're feeling pain. You want to find uh, if you ha- if you can't do it level, elevate that front foot. Mm-hmm. and you can hold on to i i love doing this on stairs because you can start with your foot as high up as you need and you can take as much weight as you want off by holding the rails mm-hmm. so i'll have people doing that if they have knee issues but mm-hmm. if somebody has knee issues i definitely do not avoid a split squat and getting that knee past the toe you mm-hmm. want that compression
1: yeah you almost like can't do a squat or like a a lunge without getting your knee past your toe
0: well, I mean, you can, but it's gonna be really awkward. <laughs> yeah, really I'm like awkward.
1: trying to think of how I would do that, and I like yeah, it's, it's really
0: difficult to <laughs> to do that. Uh, easier with a lunge to not put the knee past the toe, but no, I would rather much see uh, a good split squat, knee past the toe, because you don't want to limit your range of motion. Oh, yeah, you want you want to get the full you want full mobility. It's like a lot of people think of lifters as being you know uh, lacking flexibility. But if you're doing full range of motion, you're actually going to be more flexible than somebody who is, I like to say, wearing a cast Mm -hmm. where they're limiting their range. Right. Get that full range of motion, which is why you want to, I love a split squat, because you can really work on your ankle mobility, your knee mobility, and and, uh, the hip on your rear leg. Yeah. Yeah, so you're getting, all my clients do split squats.
1: The gamut. You're getting all of it. Yeah.
0: All my clients do split squats, so I love that. And then from there, I mean, you can work on the squats. Because if you really want to put on a lot of size and strength, squats, they're going to...
1: Booty gains?
0: Booty gains, (laughs) quad gains. (laughs) Yes. And and upper body gains. Uh, Squats are great. Well, I guess I'm talking more specifically to the guys, but even for women, it increases your testosterone levels.
1: Yeah. Okay. Mm Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because you're just putting so much load on your entire body Mm -hmm. with a squat and also with a deadlift. Yeah. Deadlifts are fantastic Mm -hmm. for weight gain Mm -hmm. and just plain strength, overall strength gain. Mm -hmm. For runners, for a single leg workout, I really love the Bulgarian split squat.
1: Bulgarian split squats is, are, like, so yep, hard, correlated. but they're, like, so, they're so effective.
0: Because, uh, again, plugging leagues, yeah. if you're running, you don't want energy leaking out mm-hmm. in different directions. And, and just you're getting stability in all your joints mm-hmm. this way. And I love Bulgarian split squats for that. Yeah. Here's my one time I'm going to give the exception of uh, putting the weight on the ball of your foot. Mm-hmm. That's what I really like for runners to first start with a flat foot mm-hmm. and then have them eventually lift the heel. Oh. So now they're just on the ball of their foot and they're holding that position with their heel elevated.
1: Wow, well, I've never tried and, that. <laughs> yeah. And I don't
0: mean like elevated by putting it up on a plate. I mean, I want you to hold that. Wow. And really increase the balance challenge. Mm-hmm. And you can keep, you know, keep your hips square in your alignment. And I love that for runners. And a lot of people will find when they're doing that as a runner, they have a lot more endurance to the whole race because they're not losing energy. That They're creating a stability that applies
1: yeah because so like you really form. need stability for these bulgarian split squats <laughs> yes
0: yes and especially <laughs> like, if you,
1: you don't know what these look like google it and like
0: <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of pts hate the expression now they're trying to get you to start saying i uh, uh, rear foot elevated oh, okay. split squat yeah okay it kind of puts the picture in your head a little more i think that's why they want to yeah,
1: because Bulgarians like. What does that mean? Yeah, I think I think <laughs> about like Harry Potter, <laughs> and, like the Goblet of Fire, and Horntail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Love those books. <laughs> have you read Have you read all these of, books? Yes, of course, of course, Like multiple multiple times,
0: <laughs> multiple times as well. And I've actually listened.
1: Oh, you've times. listened to them. I haven't. I haven't done the audible book. I've never listened to a book like on audible.
0: Here's the uh, my aside here. Uh, <laughs> uh, the. <laughs> You have the American version and the British version, and they're uh-huh. actually slightly different. Okay, A few yeah. little things are changed. I've,
1: I think I've heard that. Tiny
0: little tiny little facts. Yeah, but, but yeah. still,
1: for like someone that loves Harry Potter,
0: you you need all the facts. You need all the facts. <laughs> you need to listen to as many languages as yeah. you can. Yeah. So, uh, the next one, hip hinge. have a hip hinge? Yeah, getting back on track here. Well, that was the smooth segue right there, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> it was a Hungarian horntail, wasn't it?
1: Damn. oh i was thinking like here come the
0: bulgarians In right which off is the like track i just went
1: yeah <laughs> well no yeah because in the goblet of fire it's i think um victor Krum is bulgarian oh <laughs> anywho
0: call us out say, contact us we'll give you contact information yeah haul <laughs> us out on this our next drunk. podcast will be a harry potter podcast. Harry potter. <laughs> There's gonna be dozens of those out there <laughs> oh i'm sure yeah so, uh, segueing right, right back to uh, hip hinge, think of a deadlift, if you can picture a deadlift. For for the uh, squat, it was a triple hinge, ankle, knee, mm-hmm. and hip. And for uh, hip hinge, you are primarily focused on just your hip. Your your knees are staying pretty much over your ankle. They go slightly forward. You want to keep that weight close to your body. Uh, for, to start off, I like doing this with a kettlebell. Mm-hmm. And I like somebody standing near the wall so that when they're at the bottom position of this hip hinge, your knees are just slightly past your ankle, and your butt is reaching for that wall, and your butt is touching that wall. You're bent over, mm-hmm. back is forward, and you are straight-lined from shoulders to hips. Mm-hmm. You don't want your back rounding, and you don't want your back arching. If you're rounding your back forward, you're really asking for a slip disc, um, You don't want that. You don't want that. Because deadlifts (laughs) are so good for your back if you do it right, but they're so bad for your back if you do them wrong. So work with somebody on this. Uh, If you're arching your back versus bending forward you're asking for problems too As more specific i was talking to a pt about this recently one of my buddies is mm-hmm. a pt and he says you really don't see slip disc out the front because if you're if you're uh, um, bending forward you're gonna basically slip a disc out the back mm-hmm. or possibly towards the side but mm-hmm. if you're arching your back he says it was only like maybe one percent of slip disc or forward mm-hmm. uh you're more likely going to be dealing with stenosis which is also a sucky thing yeah yeah you don't I want mean, any of it you don't want any <laughs> of this stuff yeah so you want to be thinking of core stability um why i'm going to really get into uh, i'm going to have a specific weightlifting episode where i'll get more into i'm really going to dial on dial in on the form for this Mm. but for the most part i just want you thinking as far as a deadlift pattern you're hinging at the hip and you want that weight like in between your laces and you are squeezing your glutes to come up Mm -hmm. so that is a primary pattern on how we do a lot of our daily lives you know so if you're worried about injuring your back, let's just get a lightweight pattern and just get used to lifting weights that you're going to be lifting in your daily life right and really in, and ingrain that pattern healthy. Another way another way you can do that same exact pattern is kettlebell swings. Mm-hmm. It's essentially mm-hmm. a deadlift
2: mm-hmm. Okay but if you're
0: swinging the weight we can get into that. yeah uh, The last pattern, a carry. Mm-hmm. So I uh, think of a farmer's walk. we have a weight in each hand or maybe you're inside a hex bar, you can look up what a hex bar is. Mm-hmm. Carries are my one secret. That's I'll look like a hero if someone wants to put on weight. I'm just going to have them do a lot of farmer's walks.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow. If
0: someone wants to put on a muscle. That's I can look like a hero just by putting that in a lot. Of, yeah, a lot that, of that.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah. So yeah, uh, lifting is pretty much stacking bones, plugging leaks, and I I really kind of dove in kind of deeper here than <laughs> oh, well, that than I was good. planning. But yeah, uh, we have. A warm-up, so obviously you're going to have to do a proper warm-up for weights. People sit there and say, oh, well, I could have done more if I hadn't done so much work on the warm-up. Like, actually, no. You needed to start with the light weights.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. To
0: work your way up. Or, I mean, it's, I mean, not only avoiding injury, but you're going to lift more weight. Yeah. With a proper warm-up. And then you have a whole category. Yeah. I'll get into this more, like, strength versus hypertrophy and uh, toning. Yeah. And uh, stuff like, you know, your muscle shape is actually determined by your fascia.
1: Yeah. Okay. That yeah. That's interesting. And like, that's something that obviously we hear that a lot. It's like, oh, I just want to tone up.
0: Yeah. And it's, I mean, Tony, you're, you're, put it this way. You are either strengthening or you're working hypertrophy. There's no really such yeah. thing as toning. toning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're just maybe mildly hypertrophy or toning. Toning isn't really a thing.
1: Yeah. So what about like strength versus cardio? Okay,
0: so your strength is how you, how you move. It's moving your body or another object through space. Right. Cardio is really geared towards increasing your endurance. Mm-hmm. I'm going to focus here for this on mitochondrial versus VO2, mm-hmm. which you're working on. So the overall density of the mitochondria and muscle tissue is going to um, respond to aerobic.
1: And for those of us who don't know what yeah. Mitochondria are. Yeah, they. want
0: to are the powerhouse of the cell. Of the cell,
1: yeah. Remember, yeah. back to biology class.
0: Yeah, uh, more mitochondria means greater use of oxygen, and and you can actually increase the efficiency of your mitochondria. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to break, I'm going to break cardio into just two kind of categories. You mm-hmm. have got your, you know, your slow and steady mm-hmm. zone two, mm-hmm. which is a pace at which we could be having this conversation doing a zone two, but at some point you're going to ask me, Trey, are you working out? Yeah. Because I'm going to be able to talk but sound maybe slightly out of breath, but I can mm-hmm. still hold this conversation. Mm-hmm. You're not holding a conversation if you're doing HIIT training.
1: Right, right, yeah.
0: Mm. That's that's intense. So what's interesting is um, what they have found is the slow and steady is going to increase your mitochondrial count, mm-hmm. the, ab- the amount of mitochondrial okay. in, in your muscles. Okay. Whereas a, a, a HIIT training is going to uh, give you better mitochondrial function. Mm-hmm. So the mitochondria is just going to work better.
1: Yeah, like more efficiently.
0: So the current thought is, you definitely want a mix of the two. Mm-hmm. For to cardio, monoc- cardio and yeah. strength. Yeah. yeah. Or okay, the. Or hit versus. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Hit versus a steady state. Yeah. Cardio. So for a steady state, I always say the more muscles you can get involved, the better, because it's going to be your perceived exertion. Mm-hmm. I love the elliptical. The only thing I don't like about the elliptical, like we were talking about with the weights, is it puts you in a force pattern. Right. And some, I have been on ellipticals that you can adjust the stride length. Mm. I cool. love those. Yeah. Those I love are great. that. Yeah, Octane makes those.
2: Hmm. And
0: then maybe somebody else does now too, but it was Octane where I first saw those. And those mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking expensive, club yeah. level. Yeah, yeah. And you won't even find those in every gym. Unfortunately, you actually, we, we don't have them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I love, I love those. And, and just keep good posture on that. Don't lean forward. Because if you're grabbing the top of the handles, usually you're like leaning forward. Yeah. So just keep a good posture. Otherwise, you're reinforcing a bad pattern. Right. And it's perceived exertion is how high I can get my heart rate up to where I want it without feeling like I'm putting so much effort in mm-hmm. we swimming you gotta swim pretty hard yeah it's mostly upper body you're right. not involving big muscles and you're floating yeah <laughs> you can swim pretty hard to get your heart rate where you want to to get that same effect yeah true yeah so I mean as much as I love swimming yeah <laughs> you know, I, I don't say I say if you're trying to increase your mitochondria count like I say something like cross-country skiing mm-hmm. running you get the big muscles involved
1: yeah okay yeah hiking
0: Hiking. Big muscles involved. <laughs> yeah. love that. love hiking. And uh, if you're going to want to work on that function, hit training, mm-hmm. this is where I'm going to bring out one of my pet peeves. Okay. Tabata.
1: <laughs> oh, yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> so, Tabata is actually a person's name. was a speed skating coach mm-hmm. out of Japan.
1: Oh, I didn't and know that. Fun fact.
0: Yeah, yeah. Fun fact of the day. <laughs> and it is specifically 20 seconds of work, 10 seconds of rest. Yeah. And if you're doing Tabata correctly, you're not doing an exercise that you could hold for 22 seconds yeah. of intense. Um, when I first started doing Tabata, going back, again, probably 15, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. I was feeling nauseous. And I felt like, oh, because I'm feeling nauseous doing this, I'm doing it correctly. I'm working intensely enough. yeah. In which case, I was both correct and wrong. Mm-hmm. Correct in that if you don't warm up properly, right. you're going to feel nauseous because you are, basically your muscles are demanding that blood supply—it's such a hard rate that the the muscle, the blood just slams out of your organs, mm-hmm. and the organs are going, oh, they, they don't <laughs> feel good. <laughs> right. When you just just suck the blood right out because the muscles just put such a demand. Okay. Yeah. So, but so if you warm up, yeah, going can get that happen. So, right. in order to do a good Tabata, you need about a ten minute warm up mm-hmm. to not. Well, one, you're going to get a better Tabata because, like we say, warm ups, you're going to get a better workout mm-hmm. uh, and two, it'll keep you from getting nauseous.
1: Yeah, that's. A good tip. <laughs>
0: and if you're doing a correct tabata, you are only doing six to eight cycles. You're not going to be able to do tabata hit training for half an hour, forty-five minutes. Yeah, that's its own protocol. There are other hit trainings. Like I'll, I have a class where I'm doing a HIIT training with weights. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will have uh, metcon, mm-hmm. metcon short for metabolic conditioning. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing a proper metcon, you're doing concentric force only. Mm -hmm. that makes sense like pushing a sled yeah you're only working your muscles concentrically okay versus concentrically is like if i'm doing a curl it's a lifting the weight up and the eccentric motion would be lowering the weight down
1: okay gotcha so that's your eccentric
0: motion but hit training is definitely it's going to increase your vo2 max as Mm -hmm. well so these are these are uh vo2 max are a sign of longevity Mm -hmm. so
1: and vo2 max is yeah
0: your ability to use oxygen (laughs) efficiently basically Okay, yeah. Yeah, which they will measure by putting a little thing right on you and measuring Mm -hmm. how well you're using your oxygen. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. So the thing about the HIIT training is you can really only do it once or twice a week depending Mm -hmm. on your recovery, your age, your lifestyle. I mean, if you're a professional athlete that's really intensely focused on recovery and you're young and you're you're getting super nutrition, super sleep and all this stuff, which we'll go into, Mm -hmm. you can do it maybe two or three times a week, Mm -hmm. which is why I don't really... Like people that are trying to focus on an activity that does hit every day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot for it's sure. a lot, it's like a lot you're of stress asking on for your injuries. body.
0: Yes, a lot of stress in the body. When you're young, you can kind of get away with it. But even young people will be like, oh, my knees are starting to ache. Yeah. like, well, what are you doing? Right. And then they tell me, I'm like, well, yeah, you're, you're not giving yourself yeah. a chance to recover. Whereas the long steady state, you can do that every day mm-hmm. if you're keeping it low enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, people will do a steady state. And I'll see people out there on the gym floor doing... Like 45 minutes of going hard. And I'll be yeah. Like, you're not going to be able to do that every day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. For sure. Uh, and as far as like when to work out.
1: Yeah. And like how often. Yeah. Obviously, it depends, right? On the depends on your goals. Yeah.
0: You know, if you're looking for strength, a strength to getting stronger is not going to take you a lot of effort, but you got to do it almost daily. It's, I need at least five days a week from you. Oh, okay. If you are look, looking to put on weight and hypertrophy, mm-hmm. you're going to hate me. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm going to push you really hard. It's hard on so many different levels. Cause I really have to strain those muscles to the point where you're getting muscle growth, mm-hmm. and also it's going to be hard on your end as an as a, you know a dietitian yeah, because you need a lot
1: of calories you gotta to eat a support lot of calories. that. Yeah, really and it's to tough eat a lot of to can be really tough to get that many calories. Yes, in, and honestly. and I
0: I don't like like I've heard people recommend. Oh yeah, you can just eat what you want. Yeah, like, no.
1: you want to do it in like a clean, healthy mm. way.
0: I want rocket fuel going in your body. Yeah. if You're trying to do something as extreme as putting on muscle.
1: Yeah, and it like if you don't do it right, it can be hard on your body. It's and I'll,
0: I'll be honest, it's hard on your body anyway. Yeah, because you're looking. At, I mean, if you're really looking at doing hypertrophy mm-hmm. long term, your your heart is getting bigger. Mm. You want your heart to be stronger, not bigger. Yeah. It is not healthy.
1: It doesn't sound like mm-hmm. having a Or make like making your heart
0: grow is like healthy. No, no, and professional athletes where hypertrophy is part of their need, like uh, someone who's a lineman in Mm -hmm. football, is shortening their life. Yeah, they're making that sacrifice.
1: So, what's like interesting is these like actors who get these roles where they like put on a ton of muscle and then they'll like lose it all, like and just changing their bodies constantly. Like, that can't be healthy. I
0: don't believe it is, especially (laughs) like I say. Uh, and the yeah it's not good in (laughs) in putting on a lot of size is i mean and i went through that phase i was a young man once and felt like getting big (laughs) yeah uh and i don't have a big frame yeah you know i i'm I'm fortunate that i I can put on muscle fairly easily i got the good genes for that
2: yeah
0: but uh i went through the phase of i had to eat so much Mm -hmm. and uh yeah you're 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 risking uh putting on heart size which as well not healthy which is one of the big things uh you know steroids we get into steroids in our re- recovery, mm. so a little bit. And yeah, it's not a good choice.
1: Yeah. Don't do That's steroids. Okay. <laughs>
0: drugs are bad, okay?
1: <laughs> you won't find us recommending drugs no. on this podcast. No.
0: no, no. It's prescribed by your doctor.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. There's a time and a place.
0: Time and a place. Factors that are going to affect what you do for when, you know, like a strength training you can do every day. Mm-hmm. You're just not going all out. Right. I like to do something strength training every day because it's putting your body through those full ranges of motion mm-hmm. and it kind of preps you for the day. I like to do it early uh, because it also will uh, improve your sleep if you do your exercise early, get your energy going for the day. And as long as you are not trying for hypertrophy and destroying yourself, you know, mm-hmm. you will feel better throughout the day. I mean, if you're working out strength once or twice a week, then you, you're going to want to push yourself a little harder. Mm-hmm. So it depends on your time availability, your equipment availability,
1: what your goals are?
0: What your goals are? Yeah, how much? You know, really, how much time is a big factor? If you're able to make that as part of oh, I can do something at the house, yep, and do my full ranges of motion, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. But of course, the best workout is the one you'll do. Yeah,
1: I know. I you hear a big trend these days in wellness, just about like joyful movement, which is like yeah. movement that makes that just you want to do and that makes you feel good and feel happy. So obviously, you know. It's really, I think, important to be able to do these functional movements that yeah. are important for your day-to-day activities. But, yeah, ultimately, like, if you're not somebody that is going to come and, like, hit the weights hard at mm-hmm. the gym, like, that's just not something you yeah. enjoy
0: doing. Well, maybe you like yoga or Pilates because yeah. those are going to work your full ranges of motion. Yeah. And I, I like those. But maybe something you like is a boutique gym.
1: Yeah, maybe. What about, like, bar classes? We have yeah, that. They here. should be focused on, on like your full, full range. Full range. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
0: This is the one thing. Like I worked at a gym F forty five, which mm-hmm. definitely worked at hitting your full ranges of motion, but it was just a hit mm. workout yeah. every day.
1: Yeah.
0: And they had strength days and cardio days, but the strength days were a uh, hit. Strength. Oh yeah. And I teach uh, a class that's a hit strength, mm-hmm. but it's once a week. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And that is my hardest <laughs> workout for myself. Okay, that which,
1: is that your Reps and Sets class? Reps and Sets yeah. class. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I love, I love that one. That one, when I first designed it, I went, why did I design this so dumb? This why sucks. did I do this? But then your body adapts. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've that's... only taken like the pared down version of that class that you did for oh, my yeah, healthy for care. 90, yeah, for the
0: healthy care 90 day program. Yeah, that's fun. I love, yeah, Emily jumps right in the classes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that a lot. So another thing people ask me is, "Oh, well, how do I target this area?
1: Oh yeah, people. Are I like, want oh, to lose fat around here. I want to lose fat here, and I want. And you can't. Yeah, do it. you can't spot reduce fat.
0: Cannot spot reduce. No, your yeah.
1: body will gain and lose. Everybody's different. When,
0: yeah, and everybody's different on where they yeah. store it. Uh, I mean, the biggest uh, consistent difference is men versus women where they store fat. Yeah, but cortisol is another factor that's going to really give you that belly fat. Yeah. That, that Spare tire.
1: Yeah, for sure. Hormones are like we can, we could probably have a whole episode on hormones in general.
0: Yeah, we definitely hope we will. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. (laughs) (laughs) Not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, I love like knee-specific and other rehab exercises. Right now, there's a big push, Mm -hmm. um, the knees over toes guy, Ben (laughs) Patrick. Knees over toes He's actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Ben Patrick is his name. He's just, I mean, he'll all right admit, if you watch enough of his stuff, that he's taking exercises from another guy, Charles Mm -hmm. Poliquin, Mm -hmm. who didn't get as much attention except from bodybuilders, Mm who really, like I talked about the split squats and getting that full range. And he was all about, exercises that worked a healthy joint which means getting that full range of motion mm-hmm. i like that and what it really is is about its movement and blood flow mm-hmm. which is another reason i love to do strength workouts every day because it's all about getting blood flow into those joints because joints just don't get a lot of blood flow
1: yeah yeah it's in their nature <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: in the nature and your body wants to move and if you can you can move it through full ranges of motion every day you're greasing the groove
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know you're not putting on a cast because when you're sitting in a chair at work mm-hmm. it's essentially essentially putting on a cast on your body yeah this is position you're saying i want to my body likes this position and your body will adapt to that right Hmm.
1: yeah Yeah.
0: i mean the same thing with your eyes you should be looking at different distances throughout the day
1: oh that's yeah that's interesting and that's true like you don't think about that you don't think about that (laughs) but if
0: you're if you're young and you're reading a lot and not going outside your eyes will permanently become nearsighted yeah because you'll reshape them Permanently, they'll flex because they yeah. like they have to flex in a certain way to get to that close-up reading.
1: And so many of us are like looking at screens all day these looking days. Screens. Screens. Yeah, and
0: we it's were, really tough. Um, and especially with smartphones and young yes. people now, we're getting the uh, incidence of dry eyes and and nearsightedness are are actually it is they are going up. Yeah,
1: I probably need to get my eyes checked. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, so
0: for that, I, I like the idea of just making sure you, you're aware of changing your focal distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, if you have a window, you can look out. That's great. As we look around this office. <laughs> <There's no laughs> Where I have not, not a window to be yeah, seen. not a window to be seen. Yeah. I know you're not always in this office. I see you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's great while you're driving to just, you know, because you're looking at your dashboard and mm-hmm. then you're looking off in the distance. Yeah. You know, yeah. So that is a good time. But you sh- definitely should be looking, changing your focal distance and yeah. not wearing a cast. I, lo- I love just, if you can think about that, I like that. Yeah. But that's—I mean—we definitely went off the rails. But that's the <laughs> essentials of movement: <laughs> yes, we cardio do. and hit training. Hit training. Uh, just really quick, uh, something I didn't dive into. You know, I went too much on the tangent of Tabata. But <laughs> 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 you are doing a warm up, then you are doing like let's say anywhere from 30 minutes to two minutes hard, to where no, I can't keep up a conversation, mm-hmm. and then you're coming down. And maybe going back again. So mm-hmm. you're starting maybe doing this two or three times in a workout. And yeah. And then maybe you work your way up to, oh, six times of this. Mm-hmm. But in that way, you're working up that VO2 max. Yeah. And uh, as far as how long you want to do a regular cardio, like a steady state, 45 minutes seems to be the base number of how long you want to do that to get uh, the mitochondria to really start multiplying. Mm-hmm. I mean, totally. up into like an hour and a half. The full benefit, yeah. Yeah, and about maybe an hour, 15 to an hour and a half is where now you're going to start to see a reduction
2: mm-hmm. of
0: once you go past that, okay, you are not going to see a greater, but from 45 minutes to like 75 minutes mm-hmm. is a window where you're going to see more and more. Up. So at least 45 minutes is what you want to work your way up to, which maybe you can't do at first, but work your way up to Yeah, a steady state of at least 45. Awesome. Yeah, so that that is our foundation of strength episode. I think I summed all that up. Maybe yeah. in di- we digressed a bit. We digressed. a bit. We went off the okay. rails.
1: <laughs> yes, as we do. But just um, no, keeping
0: keeping you awake. Yeah. Yeah, for paying attention
1: <laughs> that was great though and um obviously as we mentioned every you know it's going to be different for everybody depending on what their goals are so what yeah. if somebody wants to reach you and ask some questions or um set up an appointment, an appointment. Or uh with yeah you?
0: check out foundation personal training you mm-hmm. know I, uh, i'm training out of the executive mm-hmm. well you know same gym as emily and i also if you're not in this area uh, you can do remote training with me, mm. and with that, I'll you know you re- video yourself, yeah. and I'll give you a workout, yeah. and we'll go over. I, and I, I, it's not just uh, here's a program. It's uh, let me get your goals, mm-hmm. and your availability, your available equipment, your time, and we'll come up with a program for you. Yeah. So you can do that through Foundation Personal Training. Awesome. And uh, I mean, and that's if some people just prefer to work out in the home gyms. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Excellent.
0: It's a lot easier. If we'll get into the habits. It's a lot easier if you're going somewhere, though. Yeah, gym. yeah, definitely. definitely and easier. then,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> so if you're in this area, at least check out this gym. I think yeah. you'll you'll love it. This I call this the cruise ship.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's great.
0: And all this uh, and that will be in the show notes. Perfect. Too, and uh, there will be an article for each one of these. So mm-hmm. I'll sum this up a little more on point mm-hmm. without the digressions <laughs> in the article. Stay
1: tuned for that. Yeah. Awesome.
0: And that will be on Foundation Personal Training as well. And if somebody wants to get a hold of you, Emily, how are they doing that?
1: Yeah, so you can email me at ekerouac at ehsc.com, E-K-I-R-O-U-A-C at com, Or you can visit our website for some more information at ehsc.com slash wellness. Um, Yeah, and I do in person and um, also virtual or telehealth visits as well. So if you are interested in a consultation, I would love to chat with you.
0: Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, So our next episode, I think, is what we, once again, I've already said this, what we agree is probably the most important because Mm -hmm. without it, it's kind of hard to implement all this into your day and start habits.
1: Definitely healthy habits and willpower yeah. and behavior modification, all that
0: good stuff. We're going to take a deep dive on that mm-hmm. deep yeah. dive. Uh, and then the next one, we have recovery, mm-hmm. uh, mental health and stress reduction.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: One of your favorites after that.
1: I love that. Yeah. Um, and gut health. Yeah. Is after that I love so important.
0: Yeah. But we have a lot, I mean, we've got a sleep episode uh, and then we'll get more into like uh, different things like eating out. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I, Kind of, it's hard to get me talking about strength training without me just really digging it, but (laughs) which I started to, but I'll get a little bit more specific on some of the things I I hinted at. Mm
1: -hmm. Excellent. On that. Awesome.
0: And, uh, yeah, well, thank you guys. Yeah, thanks for listening. listening. We we appreciate it. And, and I'm just going to say once again, go ahead and listen to Back and Forth with Tina. I I had so much fun making that with Angela. (laughs) We we had a blast. We were so proud of that. Uh, 50 episodes are out there. Mm -hmm. So
1: awesome. Give it a listen.
0: Give it a listen. But in the meantime, though, uh, stay healthy. Yeah. Come back and (laughs) listen to our next episode.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, see you next time.